In 2003, I was lucky enough to be offered a place on the part-time Creative Writing Masters at Chichester University. The course was one evening a week, 6.30 to 9.30. I could get there in an hour if the road was clear. My sister offered to help and drove miles out of her way to stay overnight with us and give our two sons their tea, supervise homework and get them into bed. Studying for the MA was a joy. What a privilege to be welcomed as a writer and encouraged to find your voice. It took me a while to realise that I wrote a lot about being a mum, which had changed my life in a way I couldn't have imagined. I handed in my dissertation in May 2006 and set up a writing group to swap work with friends. We'd get our results in September. At the beginning of September, our eldest son found an ulcer in his mouth. Then there were two. Then there were too many to count. The blistering spread to his eyes. After a week of fruitless trips to the GP, he was finally admitted to hospital and put on a drip while this nameless, terrifying thing, an allergic reaction, an illness, spread throughout his body. My husband got leave from work and we took turns to look after our younger son and do shifts at the hospital. Our world became our son's room, the bed, the tiny amount of food we were able to get into him as his body struggled with the ulcers that were taking him over. The doctors were puzzled. With students in tow, they descended on the room in packs, keen to get a look at this rare case. But they couldn't stop it spreading. It began to affect his kidneys and liver function. The atmosphere changed from puzzlement to panic. A team of medics stood round his bed, talking about him as if he wasn't there. Our favourite doctor explained, a blister was blocking the urethra. It was too painful for our son to empty his bladder. They would have to cut into it. I've got no clue about science. I've never even looked up this thing on the internet, although I know its name now. But I knew any injury to the bladder was serious. Our son was only 12. Invasive surgery could leave him with long-term problems. He was too ill to speak for himself, but I knew how brave he was. He had endured pain that would have floored an adult. No, I said, he'll do it by himself. Just give him time. They weren't happy. I'd never argued with them before, but I knew I was right. Eventually they agreed to wait until six that evening when he'd be taken to theatre. They went away, leaving us with the ticking clock. I've never known time to go so quickly. We watched TV to take his mind off it. We managed to walk across the room, up and down the corridor, him leaning on me, his thin frame frail as an old man's. I cajoled, bullied, encouraged, but I never doubted him. At last, crying with pain, he did it. After that, the blister began to shrink. The operation was cancelled. We breathed again and picked ourselves up off the floor. The next day, the kind doctor apologised. I went home, poured myself a glass of wine and switched on the PC. There were emails from friends and family asking about our son's progress. From the faraway world of writing, friends were emailing with their degree results. Oh yeah, my degree. Where were my results? Had I misread the instructions and submitted my dissertation wrongly? Could it have got lost? Fortified with alcohol, I dared to email the course tutor. I still hadn't heard. Should I have heard by now? I sent the email and went back to the hospital. It wasn't until the next afternoon back at home that I wondered, had the uni replied? The most important thing had happened. Our son was going to be all right. But I'd really wanted to do well. 
I switched on the PC, feeling sick. In my inbox was an email from my tutor. I clicked on it. Dear Sarah, I read, I'm so sorry. Oh, well, it didn't really matter. For the delay, it went on. I typed in the wrong email address. I'm very pleased to tell you, you've achieved a distinction. It did matter. It did. It really did.